Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Derek Brent, here at StrikeSellersports.com. This is another episode of Strike Seven Sports Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Bonner and Leo DeSeaberry. This is another episode of Strike Seven Sports Podcast. So this week, today, we're going to just open things up with uh, the NFL free period kicked off officially today. Um, the, the two days prior to that was uh, the tampering period where teams can, you know, pretty much express their intent of signing a particular player from another team or keeping the players that they already have on the roster, you know, all, all those type of moves, make trades, all that. So we just going to recap it real quick and just talk about the big winners of NFL free agency so far. So I'm just going to open things up um, and ask y'all who, which team so far has uh, achieved big time during a, uh, Free agency right now, in your opinion. I'll take this one first. It's going to actually shock you guys. It actually isn't what they signed, it's what they traded. I got to go with the Carolina Panthers. They get the number one overall pick, and they have a really good offensive minded coach. Now you're going to pair him with one of these top two quarterbacks and take it from there. But I really like their chances of winning that division. They have a really good defense, really good defense coordinator. If they come back, they can play really well. They'll be all right. They also signed Andy Dalton. So just in case um, their rookie isn't ready, they have a really solid veteran start right away. You got Leo. Um. I would go with the uh, Chicago Bears. Huge winners, number one. They trade out of the number one pick, and they get picked up a lot. They pick up a number one receiver in DJ. Um, they signed two really good linebackers. Tremaine uh, Edmonds had 100 tackles every year in his career. Um, only 24 years old. Uh, TJ Edwards, uh, one of the best linebackers, uh, more underrated linebackers in the league from the Eagles, former Eagles. Both they they solidify their position. Um, they 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 added a lot. If like I said, they added a lot from a from a um, defensive standpoint and from you know from an offensive standpoint. Times we added DJ Moore. They, I I would say the Bears are, and plus getting those that uh, extra uh, picks from the um, from the from the Bears. I mean from the Panthers in the trade. I, I I would give it right now to the Bears. Cause I, I I I see some moves that they make, and I'm uh, pretty pretty impressed. That is it. All right, all right. What's up? Yeah, that's 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 all. All right, for me, man, I'm gonna go with the uh, Chicago Bears as well, man. You go, you traded out that number one overall pick, got more picks from uh, the Carolina Panthers. You got DJ Moore. You got uh, Chase Claypool now. You signed Tremaine Edmonds from uh, Buffalo. Um, Snake Davis, you know, a guard. T.J. Edwards. Um, nah, Tremaine Edwards not that played Buffalo. We're talking about T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards, linebacker. T.J. Edwards played with the Eagles, my bad. Tremaine, Tremaine Edwards from Buffalo. You got Demarcus Walker, uh, Travis Homer running back two years. Uh, got the the backup. You got your backup QB PJ Walker called like an hour ago. So I think the Bears did pretty well, man. But another team I like what they did as well as uh the Denver Broncos. You know they got um 
really built up the uh the trenches over there. Got a uh, Mike McGlinley to a big contract. Got a tight end, Chris Manhurts, a linebacker, Alex Singleton, Zach Allen, out of uh, Arizona. Great, we're able to get some Samaj P. Ryan over there. Derek Jarrett Stidham, nice backup QB. Ben Powers, um, offensive lineman, another offensive lineman for one year, Quinn Bailey. So I think Denver did pretty well. Um, Atlanta, um, I like what they did. Uh, hope it works out. They got two, uh, <laughs> they got the linebacker, no, Kay Nellis, um, David Onyemata. Um, they did pretty well, but Carolina did it well, uh, pretty good during free agency. Um, I like what Dallas did, man. I like Dallas, the fact that Dallas traded for, uh, what's his name is? Stefan, Stefan Gilmore from the, uh, you know, with the Indianapolis Colts. He signed, re-signed Donovan Wilson, put the tag on Tony Pollard. Nate Van Der Esch got a nice little uh, two-year deal, and they restructured uh, Tyron Smith. Anything else, anything else y'all want to add to that? Uh, I will say uh, Cincinnati Bengals, too. With the, uh, I know they lost Jesse Bates, but they just picked up a really good uh, left tackle with Lena uh, Brown. Yeah, um, whatever they can do to solidify uh, Joe Burrow and protect him, it's a win. Uh, I, I, they lost a lot, but I think adding him it gives this whole offensive line a new identity, in my opinion. So, and they kept Jermaine Pratt, who was one of their leaders at the um, is a linebacker, is one of the probably one of their best defenders. Uh, I, he's outside of Bates, in my opinion. So, I, um, the Orlando Browns signing. Take your taking your your rivals best one of your rivals biggest assets and, and making yours. Shout out to Cincinnati for doing that. Okay. Anything you want to add, Brian? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you guys have to say. Um the Chiefs, to me, have had a soft for agency. Uh, I know they lost Juju Schuster, but the pieces they added really are gonna help them try to beat the <laughs> I think they've had an underratedly really agency. Yeah. All right, all right, man. So we're gonna move right along, man. And, um, Leo, I gotta get, I gotta get at you on this Darren Roller trade, man. And the report alleged reason why they traded Darren Roller. So I got this story pulled up from uh, TotalProSports.com. And the headline on it says, the headline on it is, Darren Waller's wife, Kelsey Plum, throws massive shade at Josh McDaniels after he leaked that personal info, then traded her husband tweet. So, man, if I'm not going to read it word for word, but I'm going to just paraphrase it. From what I got from this is that at the combine, Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels, the Raiders head coach, Mentioned that Darren Waller was getting married, and uh, apparently, uh, Darren Waller took issue to that by because McDaniel announced the wedding instead of him. So, and then this trade occurs like a month after that. Well, not but yeah, a month after this. So, I just want to ask you, man, just can you just elaborate on this? Because I just think this is kind of petty that a trade that a trade would occur because of this. I think there's more to it. Go ahead. 
may be it may be some sort of person to this, but my my opinion about this, I think this is a business move. It's a cat because Waller, you know, he yes, he's a. Terry. Right. What do you say? This is Brian. I'll try to maybe say my uh give my two cents and then if he comes back, uh we'll let him finish. But I just I don't think this is personal in my opinion, maybe, but I think this is just another way of Joshua Daniels putting his imprint on this roster. He got rid of Derek Carr because he didn't feel like he was a great fit and brought in Jimmy G, and now he got rid of Waller. And uh, I don't think this is – he's going to maybe – I think – I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of uh, another piece on the offense. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but the Raiders aren't going anywhere if they don't fix this defense. So we'll see what they do to fix this defense. He's back. He's back. Hello. I was, yeah. I was trying to make sure y'all could hear me. Yeah, I hear you. I can hear you. Um, so I was saying, um, Wallet, it, it's, it's, I think it's a twofold. I think this situation was just kind of the blow, the, the blow up factor. And also, yeah. Josh McDaniels, it, he's kind of a butthole, but he's just a football coach. Like, he don't really care about the personal stuff like that. You know, he probably, sometimes these coaches, they, they, like, he's a Belichick disciple. He don't have a he don't, he's a robot. He don't have a he don't have a brain. Like when I say he don't have a brain, like he's not a he's not your he's not that coach is gonna be your best friend. He like he not this isn't like if, if this was like Andy Reid, I'm pretty sure it's not gonna happen. But they're just too just, the minds are different. Secondly, Dan Waller, as good as he is, is injury prone. And it just it's just factual matter is that. And we gave him the biggest extension, made him one of the highest paid tight ends in the league, and he just couldn't eat. He's when I say he's on the field, very good, top five, or t- I say t- at no middle, low list than top seven re- or tight end in the NFL. But he just wasn't on the field last. I think last two years played ten games. Not gonna get it done. Not gonna get it done. Okay. And well, I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. But like I said, I don't think he gets. I I, I don't think that um he was worth keeping at this at this point. Now I had to and I. And I came to that decision because I looked at the Raiders' cap situations and stuff. And so, if if they can trade down and go get like a um, y'all know Washington from um, from Georgia or or Michael yeah. Mayer from uh, Notre Dame, yeah, uh, yeah. If they can go get one of those guys, or even shoot, they they have a chance to get like a Dalton Schultz from the uh, get him from mm-hmm. Dallas. I wouldn't be mad at that because these are younger, all younger options than um. Wallet and I had and when I first heard about the news, I was devastated because I'm like, why, why, why y'all do this? But then this is a business move too, saves money against the cap. So best of luck to him. Okay, so I mean, you, you get a the Giants get a, a weapon for Daniel Jones, and uh, the Raiders get some, you know, little draft comp- conversation and get a player that apparently, you know. Does this fit their uh, what they want to do on offense? But we'll see how things play out. I said, I told you in the past, man, about uh, 
I got my doubts about uh Josh McDaniels as a head as a head coach. I think he's great as a uh, play caller, man. He's just not a good um not a good head coach to me, man. He's just not. So I mean, we'll see how it play out, man. But that 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 story to come out like that just kind of funny, ah, man. That you, I mean, I understand that you you would like to release the wedding, the the the, the, the um, you like to announce to the public that you're getting wed, getting married on your terms, not a head coach. But that shouldn't be the ultimate reason why you got traded, man. That just it don't add up to me. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to just find out, you know. if you could have just expanded upon that story because that was just wilding me. But Wilding has been hurt though. Wilding has been um I was we haven't seen a whole lot of him, you know, since he signed a big deal. And I'm not saying that the contract is the reason why he's missing games. It's just that, you know, stump battling injuries and that could hurt your your availability. So he he goes to another different team. We'll probably raise probably make some more moves. Um, down the road, well, so we'll see how it plays out. And also, man, I just want to ask y'all: Are you buying the um, the notion that the Atlanta Falcons are not interested in the Mark Jackson at all, or they just plot for the right time to do it? I'll take this one first. I- I'm buying it um, right now. The moves they make just um, suggest that they aren't just the only way. I- only I was thinking about this. The only way I think a team like Atlanta could be interested if Lamar is willing to play on that tag. Like if they could do a tag and trade, he plays on that year and then could potentially get paid next offseason. But I don't think he'd be willing to do that. But who knows? Uh, right now, the team who I think will be interested the most are the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I saw a report that says they're not really interested in the QBs after um, Stroud and uh, Young. Um, and so they're probably going to get both of those. And if you look at Anthony Richardson, he, he may end up being better than Lamar, but it's going to take time. And Ballard's on the hot seat. And I was thinking, too, that uh, Lamar and Hurts are very similar quarterbacks. So, um, if you get him with Dykin and uh, Lamar together, I think they can do some special things. But it all comes down to if they can talk and agree to whether to just play um, on a tag and then get a contract or come to a contract um, after he gets shipped. Uh, I think that'd be a really good destination for him. Okay. All right, man. So we can move right along. Um, you got uh, the Lamar Jackson situation. You know, last week we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, meet up for the pod. But, um, you know, a strange occurrence happened last week where Baltimore give uh, Lamar Jackson the uh, non-exclusive tag. And for those that don't understand what a, a non-exclusive exclusive franchise tag is, it's a destination where a, uh, your, your team, your prospective team, allows you to go out, gauge the market, and see and find out what are you, what teams are willing to pay for you and they could decide to actually to pay to match that salary, or they could just not work, deal with it at all and get two first round picks for your um, as a um, as compensation for you if they decide to move off from you. But so apparently, no team is interested in signing Lamar Jackson, according to um you know the reports. They all came out one after another in unison. 
by um the, by way of the uh, NFL's top reporters that Lamar, that no one was interested in Lamar Jackson. So I just want to ask y'all, you know, what is the end game for Lamar Jackson, man? Uh, you think he's going to come back on that tag, that $32 million tag, or there's a chance that he doesn't play at all this season, like a Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I don't think it's a chance he's not going to play this year. I think he'll play. Um, he he already, you know, he already said it. He already, you know, it's already there were murmurs that he was healthy enough to play this year and just didn't play. So I don't think he'll do it again this year. If they give him the right amount of money, I think I think he I think he come back. I think they'll make him a good offer. Like I know it might not it, it seems bleak right now, but Lamar gonna get his money. He gonna get it. He just need to be patient. He gonna get it. I think also it would be smart to wait to see after what Burrow Burrow and uh and uh and Herbert get get their money because they gonna get paid too. You think they getting it this year? Right yeah. now? You think they gonna get it this year? Ain't they, for the, uh, ain't they eligible for extensions? Yeah, but I I not really heard nothing on that yet though. Nobody yeah, that you'll probably hear it towards the summer before training yeah. camp. Okay, but but Lamar, but I I don't know if I'm Lamar. Do I I don't know if he what he should do because holding out, I don't think he's gonna do that. I don't think he'll do it. Thirty two million. He hasn't really said much, honestly. If I was in my take the thirty two and just ball and then you know, make yeah. sure they have no choice but to pay me. But also like Brian had made some good points though. Lamar is he recently has been injury prone and he hasn't been the same player since his MVP season. But a lot of it is he hadn't had much to work with and injuries are not a fault of somebody, you know, that, that injuries don't injuries don't don't in my opinion, don't uh, show a lack of talent. I mean, sometimes durability is a question, but his talent is not. So, I, if I was him, I would ball on the one year, but I understand he wanted security and want that guaranteed money because the guaranteed money, guaranteed money is, you know, that's everything for the nowadays, especially with these uh, injuries. You, you One hit, you done for your career. So, I understand him wanting the guaranteed money and that security, especially seeing what guys like Derek Carr is getting now, like Derek Carr, uh, uh, Josh Allen, um, these 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 other quarterbacks. Again, I understand. Gotcha, Brian. Got anything there? Um, yeah, I agree with most of what y'all said, and I, I agree with uh, Leah in terms of Joe Burrow and um, Justin Herbert are probably going to get paid this offseason. I would be shocked if they're not, um, and if they somehow can get. You know, Lamar, if it somehow takes um, that long for you to get paid, you better hope they get a full one that gets a fully guaranteed contract. If that happens, then it helps your chance of getting one. Um, but if I'm Lamar, the, and I was listening to Brady Quinn um, make this point, and I agree with him, that three-year, $130 million, $133 million, uh, fully guaranteed deal, I would have taken that. And then you're able to hit the market um, quicker than you would have um, if if that's the best deal you can get. But um, is it risky in a way? Yeah, but sometimes you got to bet on yourself. You bet on yourself this season, and I know it didn't work out, but mainly it was because you you weren't able to finish the season. And so I think if you're not able to get the long-term deal, taking a 
three-year deal like that has been such a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. This, this, this thing can go either way, man, with this um, the contract situation, you know. Um, some teams saying they're not, they're not interested in him, but you never know why. You never know when these they could come back and be like, change up and say, oh, we're, we're interested in that, and just like go over the top with the offer. You know, sometimes it's just about timing. You know what I'm saying? With a lot of these teams. But, I mean, Lamar, I mean, Baltimore ain't budging, man. They're not, they're not going to budge from this stuff, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought, I wish Lamar could get an agent, bro. Like, that's what I think he needs, bro. Uh, if he had an agent, man, like, like, Mogetta, Sean Washington, he'll have his money, bro. He'll have his money by now, bro. Either with Baltimore or with another team. He will have his money. But, um, I mean, somebody like Indianapolis could be available, could possibly show interest, and they have, they got the assets to get Lamar. You know what I'm saying? So, look out for that, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be shocked if Lamar, Lamar don't play this year. I wouldn't. You know, and it just, it's just crazy that it's going down like this, you know. Do one MVP, you know, one, you know, like he wins a lot of football games. Um, they're not they're not like carrying him, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, like certain quarterbacks that the pieces around him carry him, he's carrying them. And he, he always he gets into the playoffs and uh, they don't want to play this dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's just Crazy to me that he's going down like this, but we'll see everything plays out. Anything else you want to add? I, I honestly feel that um, I'm I'm just kind of concerning that he don't have much of a market that we know of. Uh, but it's also if you look at the Ravens, it's kind of smart what they're doing because hey, look, nobody else is offering you this money, so it's kind of a smart look. The Ravens are probably laughing right now because they're like, hey. I, you can't turn down the offer. If we don't only team that he's gonna he's gonna I think DB he's gonna play this year. So he's gonna have to play for something. And nobody's gonna he's not gonna leave thirty two million on the table. I don't think he will. If even if that's the highest they go, they say thirty two million or nothing. He gonna he gonna take the thirty two million. He don't want to, but Hey, but if I, the other tag he would have been forty five million. You talking about the franchise tag? Yeah, the regular one, yeah. But it would control the strikes though. Ah, well, you see nobody offering him to get the money he wants to be, and you ain't hearing your teams, and nobody offering him. You ain't, as, as, and we ever heard nobody offer his team settling for Jacoby Brissett and selling yeah, for I Baker, saw settling for Baker Mayfield as they starters. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, I ain't disp- no disrespect to those two guys. And Baker came on late last year. Brissett did a really good job in uh, Deshaun Watson's absence when, in Cleveland. But I'm just saying. You you got guys are set guys getting jobs like no disrespect to PJ Walker come on now you got guys getting jobs and <laughs> they're not even you know they're not yeah. even the same in the same sentence as a guy like Lamar Jackson and yeah he can't have a market I think I don't know if it's I don't think it's probably enough evidence but I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if there's collusion against him I wouldn't even be surprised because I wouldn't be surprised at all because you just. There's no way you can tell me an elite talent like him shouldn't at least have a couple. I, I can see who. Do you have a like bunch of guys? Man. How Aaron Rodgers got a market that 
how did Aaron Rodgers have a market, but but the uh, but Lamar don't? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's my uh, thing. And Atlanta went after Sean Watson last year in Carolina. Yep. Yeah, but you can make case some of those teams. Like I've seen that point brought up, and the reason why I don't think it's a good point is some teams learn their lesson lessons. Some teams change their minds, and so sometimes you could just be. Um, hit the market at the wrong time. And I think that's really the main thing that's happened to Lamar. Obviously not having an agent, I think that just automatically put you two days behind everybody else. And so I hate the rule, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I really want to see what the Colts are going to do. That's the team I'm watching out for. I'm really going to be interested to see what they're going to do. The Jets, how long are they willing to wait for Aaron Rodgers? I know he's their number one option. They've gone all in. But at some point, you're going to need a quarterback. And you can – You got it, man. He's as good as a Jay. They, they didn't sign well, Lazard for no reason. Deal, well, he wants to go. They um, they want him, but the Packers haven't agreed to trade him yet. And so I think it's going to happen next week. But if it doesn't and it keeps on lingering, at some point you got to be like, what, what are we going to do? Are we going to wait or are we going to move on? And so Lamar Jackson just has to be patient. If I'm him, I'm at – uh, we have. I'm, I don't think I saw anything that a team has reached out to him, so he may have to start reaching out to teams if he can do that. Um, but let's have some patience. If like no team reaches out to him in the first week, then I'll have some concern. But I believe surely someone will meet, reach out to him at some point this week. Um, and to add on to what you were saying about the um, with Lamar. I think he's gonna, like I said, he's gonna get him. Let, let let some teams down the see how confident some of these teams really are with their quarterbacks. We'll see. Like just see, because he just got to be patient. And I, I, I honestly, my only problem with this with, the, with this quarterback situation is, what if, if if Baltimore isn't the place? These spots is filling up, like you said. These spots is filling up. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's shoot Carolina. If they shoot, I I don't think they could could they get Lamar. I don't. I mean, I, it's it's a it's gonna be a lie. I I hope I hope he goes to to a team that actually wants him because clearly the Ravens are just playing games with him. But to add to the Aaron Rodgers situation, I think he's just as good as a jet. He's a jet. I just think that they just have to get get the. Uh, he said on he said on a public national on a public platform. He wants to play for it, does it? You think he's gonna come back to Green Bay next year? Come on now. No. No, no, no. He ain't coming back. And I don't the Packers they don't they don't uh, from what the reports are saying, like, from what we've been seeing, they don't even want him back at this point. It's just too much it's too much noise at this point. And and, and Aaron is still a great quarterback. But last year his production didn't didn't warrant didn't didn't match the noise, didn't match the but the baggage. And plus he's thirty nine years old. When you got a 20, 23, 24-year-old guy waiting in the wings to take over. So, at this point, he's just as good as Jet. And, but one, and one more thing. I don't like how Zach – I mean, not Zach Wilson. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And I, and I, and I know um, – and uh, South Garden. I know they all want they all want Aaron Rodgers. Of course, it's cool. Wait, well, I feel like Zach Wilson is a very, in a very precarious situation because I don't think it's fair to him as a teammate. I wouldn't want guys, even if I'm struggling, I wouldn't want guys just publicly saying they want somebody else to take my position. 
How how you feel about this, y'all? Like, am I am I am I in the wrong? <laughs> not really. I mean, it's just nature's business, though, man. He not he not producing, man. He not he not showing that. Like I said before, he not showing no flashes at all of being a you know a serviceable quarterback, uh NFL starter. He just not showing it to me, man. So um they don't have to they don't they don't have to be I I, I do agree that they don't have to go out be on social media kinda like, you know, kinda like calling the guy like that, but he hasn't shown that he could be an NFL starter, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Brian Dingus went. Um, on the Aaron Rodgers thing, while, it, while I saw a tweet where I, while um, the Packers could take their time trading him, it, um, there's a bonus that doesn't have to be exercised until September 1st. But I don't think the Packers, even though they can do that, I don't think it'll be wise to do that. One, you probably won't get as much as you can get right now. And two, um, you really want this cloud hanging over your franchise, especially Jordan Love. Uh, we know more than likely he's going to be the starter. You can add some pieces. You're going to definitely get a draft pick or two. You can add via the draft. and You can just move on. Move on. And so that's what I think they need to do. Um, it's going to be to see uh, what happens the next few days in terms of what happens with Lamar and what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and is there any more surprises? Like, um, NFL free agency is very, very interesting. Like, and trades, like, who would have thought Dan Waller would have been traded to the Giants? So, I think there could be plenty more of that to come. So, what y'all think is next? For, for, uh, for Lamar? Yeah. He's like Brian said, he gonna have to wait. He gonna have to wait. He gonna have to wait for me. Sit tight. He been he been sitting tight this long. He might as well keep sitting tight. Sit back. I learned sometimes the best things that happen to people in life when you sit tight and wait. I don't think the agent got something to do with because what 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 would an agent tell him that he not? What would an agent say in these meetings that he not saying already? That's why I think the kind of agent situation kind of overblown because like everybody saying, well, he should have an agent. He needs to get an agent. You think an agent, you think he's not saying, you don't think he's consulted with other people. He may not have an official agent. He's consulted with other people. He's not just thinking for himself. So, man, that's true, man, but. Go ahead. I just think we better, man, because instead of Lamar talking to him, this agent can be talking to him, but the agent can vouch for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. The reason why you got to have an agent, agents, and I'm not saying Lamar has this, but agents are so professional. They've dealt with experiences like this, um, and they'll fight for you. That's one thing. Do, do they maybe cost some money? Yeah, but they'll fight for you. For example, if you had told me Deshaun Watson would have got what he got, I would have thought you were crazy. But he doesn't get that if he doesn't have an agent. So agents are very, very important. Are they everything? No. And so part of me is reading Lamar can get the deal he wants without an agent. That that'll definitely start something. But until I see it, I'll believe it. So I don't think he'll hire an agent and he may end up it may end up working out, but I think he's lost some money because of it. 
Alright, we'll see how it play out, man. But I, I mean, like I said before, I thought Lamar was gonna be a Baltimore Raven, but you never know what could happen. All right, so moving right along, we'll talk about some NBA and the news concerning the uh, Grizzlies point guard John Morant. So, story today is that John Morant will be returning back to the team after leaving a um, treatment facility down in uh, Florida for you know his constant for his recent. You know, with tran off the off the court, you know, transgressions with that issue down in uh Colorado at the strip club with a weapon. But the um the punishment came down today after all the um findings everything from the NBA's uh, investigation is that John Wright will be serving a uh, a game suspension, but um he's already served time already after being out from uh since last week. About uh, due to the uh, the incident is that the years are, he's are, he already has time served, so he'll be back really soon against the um, well, the Mavericks is against the Mavericks, but they're saying that they're gonna go through a uh, ramp up process, so he won't. It'd be unlikely that he plays in that game. But I just want to ask y'all, man, this what's the ceiling for this team if if Jai's on it right now, given that everything that's occurred. Uh, I'll take this one first. Um, ja, all I'll say is he's lucky David Stern ain't the commissioner. Or I wouldn't have been surprised if he was suspended for the rest of the season. But um, Adam Silver is willing to give him a shot. He's probably lost some money um, in terms of all NBA, in terms of getting the max incentives he could have gotten. But he's gotten another opportunity. Um, and so he better not uh, lose people's trust and lose, potentially lose generational wealth and so I think John Knopf is very self-aware and very smart enough not to repeat the mistake uh, he made. He's going to have to get some guys out of his circle that he who, who uh, bring negative vibes and just um, you just don't need to have every, too many people in your circle uh, but I believe I trust John will be better because of this and I uh, can't wait to see him play. I'm going to be going to the Memphis Grizzlies versus Orlando Magic game March 28th, so I'm hoping he'll be there. Um, but more importantly, I hope off the court he, he has grown from this, and I believe that's the case. Uh, Lily, got anything you want to add? When it comes to the John Morant situation, I just really hope he gets himself together because he's an elite talent. Um, guys are guys are special, special to the city. A lot of people look up to him. Um, even though I I don't think athletes are role models, I do think they should be representations of the of the team that they work for, the professionalism. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm happy that he's addressing this at a young age. You rather be addressing this at 23 than being addressing this at 33. Um, while he's young, you make mistakes, you're not perfect. Um, Brian and I are around the same age. We all we made mistakes, you know. I so well, I can make mistakes. I mean, I'm assuming everybody makes mistakes. And DB, when you was 23, we all probably made mistakes and stuff. So it's yeah, we, we just have to learn. Sometimes you have to live and learn. And I'm happy he's doing it. And um, it seemed like he actually is learning from this experience. 
we'll see if that lasts. But the signs are positive. Um, I like how the Grizzlies are handling this internally in terms of uh, hold him accountable, but also not just being so quick to, to just criticize him. Also, you got to learn because we got to learn why you're doing these things. People, people just get on – people often just – Criticize people because they do something wrong. They never, they never care to look and see why they're doing this, and how can we help you break these bad habits? And I like that. I like how Memphis is doing that. Really, it really showing that they care about him, not just as a basketball player, but as a as a, as a human being because he's a human being first. He can't be he can't be his best self on the court if he's not his best self in terms of how he feels about the confidence in himself and how he feels about himself, and you know he's. Having good, having good uh, uh, off the court habits. So I'm happy that they inv- uh, invested in him in terms of uh, making sure that his well being is okay. Okay. Me, man, look. Um, it's good that he's back. It's good for the Grizzlies that he's being able to come back. Um, I do agree with Brian that if you know David Stern was still around, um. Morant will probably be suspended indefinitely. Probably would have got the uh, Gilbert Arenas treatment. And who knows how his career would have turned after that. But I'm glad that uh, stuff was around. He shows more. He's more lenient. Um, I felt like the, some of the stuff, the, you know, the potential punishment that were, punishment that were thrown out there were just kind of large questions. You know, they're not, you know, looking into the situation of why that occurred like that. I'm glad that they, they, they investigated the situation thoroughly and uh, came to a, um, a sound uh, conclusion of what they found. But uh, hopefully John can get it together, man, uh, with his, uh, his family and you know, his friends around him. But as far as the team, man, I like how they kind of uh, they kind of performed. But I, you know, uh, they, to me, I felt like they persevered, you know, without him around. Um, they won a few, won, they won some games and they lost some games. It looked like they got too rattled, you know what I'm saying, in my opinion, because even with Jada, they was having some of these issues where they were, you know, throwing away these um, four-quarter leads, uh, leads in the second half. But with John, John and Fold, man, they could be a, a force in the West, but We'll see how everything plays out. Anything else you want to add? Nah, not for me. Okay. Yeah, I really want to see. It should be Aaron tonight. I want to see the interview with Jalen Rose um, just to see what Ja has to say uh, publicly um, in his first interview after this incident. But other than that, we just have to watch him. The Grizzlies also got to help him in any way they can and take it from there. All right. All right, man. So, last time of the night, we're going to talk about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers as they uh, are trending up as a uh, ABA team, a playoff team after their recent um, – after making those trades where they pretty much have a new uh, ball club, a different, entirely different ball club. And based on the standings that I've read, they're 34 and 36, 10 place in the uh, Western Conference playoff race. They're a playing team right now. But um, they're, doing, they're playing pretty well. 
34 and 36. I'm assuming they took an L tonight because uh, at the last time I checked the record, it was 34 and 35. But do you think that this team can get out of the plan into the playoffs as a possible 7 or 8 seed and win the entire thing? Uh, I don't think they can. I'm a huge Lakers fan, but I'm very objective. I think the, their ceiling is probably the second round. Who knows? Maybe even competition. But I don't think they can win the whole thing. I just think it's maybe too little, too late. And also, going on the road, they're probably going to have to go on the road all three of their series to do that, all four to do that. And I just think that's too much to ask. But um, I think they can make the playoffs interesting. And if they somehow made it to the conference finals, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but we'll the team is playing hard out without uh, LeBron didn't have AD tonight. And when LeBron comes back, let's see what they can do. But, um, I think like this trade, if this trade had been made at the beginning of the season, I'd like their chances more. But it's a little too late uh, for them to make go run, in my opinion. But we'll see. I, I never say never. You uh, with LeBron, this team, this team has had spurts of brilliance, especially defensively. Uh, since his uh, trade deadline, um, they've had uh burst of and flashes of to where you can see it. You can see a wrong possibility. You can see a team them beating somebody like a Nuggets or a high seed in the first round, or even a Grizzlies in the first round. You can see it. But they just have off nights, and it's inconsistent sometimes. So, overall, do I think they can win the championship? Yes, I do think they can. Uh, the West is wide open. There's no – yeah, while, while, while there's, the Nuggets are the best team record-wise, a lot of people don't have trust in them in terms of can they really make a playoff run? Can they can they stay can they can they stay the course when when it's crunch time? And so I do think the West is up for grabs. I think the Lakers can seize the opportunity. It'll just be up to them in terms of can they can they um can they get right? Can can this can D Lo Braun A D can they all mesh together and still all perform at a high level? Because you're gonna need to beat anybody in the to even fool, they gotta make the play in first. They gotta, they gotta make their first. They're gonna have to play their butts off, cause the West is no joke. They're gonna have to play their butts off, and then once you get in there, you're gonna have to go set four games to beat somebody who is. They're gonna be the probably the underdogs in a lot of the series, even though they're gonna have probably the two best players on the court. So, I'm, I'm just. I'm, as a Lakers fan, I do think they can win it out. And I'm not just saying it objectivity because we got the two best players on the court. They're going to be able to show up every night and produce. We know what Braun's going to do. We know what AD is going to do when he's on point. We know what D'Lo can do when he's on point. It's a question of it's going to be all about matchups and it's going to be about can these guys come through when we need them to in the playoffs. I do think they, they can win the title, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree with everything y'all said, especially Leo. I think Lakers can win a championship with this roster. They can be the first team to go from the playing, you know, the playing tournament, from, you know, go from that format to 
into the playoffs itself and make a go go on a deep run. You know, it's uh the Luke the nucleus of D'Angelo Russell and LeBron James and Anthony Davis is good. It sounds good on paper. The only issue is to me is health. You know, I think even in the, the short time that they've had together, they've developed strong chemistry. Um, Anthony Davis is a lot more playing, is being a lot more reliable compared to, you know, previous months. Um, playing like the, the player that they thought they acquired from the Pelicans. Um, a lot of players they got surrounding them, you know, good, good. It's a solid sporting cast, you know, Malik Beasley, um, Austin Reeves, you know, solid, solid supporting cast that they have. And they can make a run, man. Um, looking at the standings right now, and, you let us say they get the seven or the eight seed, right? They're coming out of plan. You the seven seed. They, if they they become the seven seed, you know, possibly or the eight, they draw uh, the Kings the first round. You know, and as much as I like uh, Mike Brown out there in Sacramento with Darren Fox and uh, you know Harrison Barnes and uh, Malik Wunk, uh Sabonis. Do we really trust them in the first round against the Lakers? Actually, that, actually, that you know what I'm saying is that's inexperience. I mean, they're inexperienced. You know what I'm saying? So there's a chance that it could happen, man. And I don't trust the Nuggets, man. I do not trust the Denver Nuggets, bro. And in, in, in this spot, you beat them up. If they're the eight seed, you take the, you play the Denver Nuggets. You know, so they don't even. The Lakers might not even avoid. They probably avoid Memphis in the second, in the first round. Because if Memphis stay in this three spot, they're projected to take on either Golden State or the Clippers. You know, and if I'm a Memphis fan, I will try to root for the uh, the Clippers. Keep the Clippers keep that uh that six spot and uh stay away from Golden State because Golden State can do some do things that the Grizzlies struggle with, which is shooting. You know what I'm saying? So I would try to avoid that. But the Lakers can win a championship, man, in this Western Conference. But it's not this is not the Western Conference of, you know, a few years ago where you got going from seeds one to one to five that can win a championship. You know, or seeds one to four that can win a championship. It's just not that, you know. So we'll see. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I'll have this real quick. I just can't wait for the playoffs to begin, especially the Western Conference uh, playoffs. You're going to have two, maybe obviously three really good teams that aren't even going to make it um, to the semifinals and, and the conference finals. So it's all about matchups. That's what playoffs are about, and I can't wait for them to begin. But I think – I want to know y'all's thoughts. I think the winner is coming out of the East. I think it's the Bucks. If I had to pick up the title, what do y'all think? I agree with that as well. Um, I like Milwaukee. They're just playing on a different level right now. I mean, it's just um, they got out at the right time. You know, Boston just got a little slowing, going, slowing down, slowing, coming back to the pack. You know, they lost. They started off red hot, but um, they've, I believe they've lost uh, six in a row. Well, not six, but. They're on a four-game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. There are five and five in their last ten games, 40 and 20. So they're still in the second spot in the East. Um, but, yeah, it's Milwaukee, man. Milwaukee is going to come out. I think Milwaukee come out of the East right now. Not 
you know, coming off Boston, but it might Milwaukee might be ready to go get their revenge from last year. Anything else you want to add? I have Philadelphia coming out the East. <laughs> what? Yeah, I y'all laughing, but <laughs> I laugh now. I'm Y'all laugh now. Go ahead and laugh. But when they come out the East and Joel and B and and company, this is the this is his best shot. And all the teams they done had, the Sixers team is really good. Like this Harden and B duel, I trusted in the playoffs. I definitely trust him. B like I, y'all saw what he just did tonight. I had some highlights. What he did, man? Man dropped thirty six and what was it eighteen? Okay. I I mean yeah yeah I know he's gonna. Have to, I I just I y'all need to y'all need to see him do it against the Celtics and, and stuff. So I know man, that's, that's, that's the team he hasn't beaten. He really has a hard time beating. We say this every year, but this team, man. They gotta eventually take the step forward because everybody else is taking it forward. Shoot, the Celtics, the Celtics, the, the two teams that y'all just spoke on, the Celtics took the step forward last year and made the finals. The Bucks the year before they had won the championship. I think it's the Sixers' turn this year. They t- they take it. They they take the step forward and get to the finals. We'll see, man. We can't we can't because because we can't give them more excuses, man. We can't give them more and more victories. No more. Ben Simmons. You um Bob Brent Brown Brent Brown. Oh, you got James Harden. It's there for you to take. You know what I'm saying? It's time for them to take the next step, man. Definitely. Hey, Go ahead. I think it's more likely the Sixers lose in the first round than they get to the – they win the East. And so that's the way I look at it. That's the, I don't think they're serious contenders. But I would love for them to prove me wrong. I would love for – uh, Joel Embiid, James Harden to get a ring, but I'll believe it when I see it. All right, okay, all right, we'll end it on that. But last thing right here, I want to talk about, bro. Last thing, some Memphis stuff. Let's just say, and I think it's possible, Penny Hardaway and Memphis have a deep run in this tournament. Do you think his name will come up for jobs, NBA jobs? College, college jobs. Oh, college, definitely, yeah, yeah. Cause, like, especially if, especially, especially if they, you know, they get to like the elite eight or something like that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I, 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 it would make sense. It would make sense for you not to give him a call now. Do he take the job? Yeah, now, nah, but um, I'm pretty sure his team. It's like. Big jobs out here that are change. Well, it depends. A lot of the teams have already made their head coaches, like you know, like St. John's, big bigger schools like Georgetown, already uh-huh. made head coaching changes, and they may already these teams may have new coaches by the time the season over. It, it really it tigers go that far. So, I I think I Penny want to be an NBA head coach. Yeah. He already, yeah. They said, uh, I mean, remember we had, you, you had, we had uh, Leon on the pod. He said the only way that uh, Penny would leave is for an NBA job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, NBA jobs. Yeah. Those jobs don't come. He could go, he, 
he could go he could go get another college job. Like let's just say he flopped in the NBA. He could come back to college. Oh yeah, most definitely. He can come back to Memphis. <laughs> you think you think he could come back to Memphis? Yeah. They'll take him. They'll uh-huh. take him. But all depends on how the coach that they're placing with is doing. Um the way I look at it is this. Yeah, could he take a college job? I think that there's like a point nine nine percent chance he does that. Um what was I gonna say? Uh, I think he ends if he leaves, it'll be an NBA job. But the NBA also has to want him. And some people, there was some interest last time, but I don't think it was serious interest. The one thing I will say: once he finishes coaching his both of his sons, I think that he'd be willing to leave Memphis for an NBA job more than ever because I think that's something he wants to do. But once both of their one of son uh, Jaden has one more year left, and Ashton, who is better than Jaden, who know who knows how long he stays in college. But once both of them leave, I can see him willing to take entertain leaving Memphis for an NBA job, maybe a college job, but it has to be like the premier of the premier for him to leave. But NBA is more likely. I thought Jaden. I thought Jaden only had. I thought Jaden was had no more eligibility. He does, does a vol- red shirt and COVID. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he got quite a few of them coming back. There's a chance quite a few of them could come back now. Y'all think he's coming back? Yeah, I think he's coming back, bro. I think he's coming back. He's uh, he's 23 right now. You talking about Jaden? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. coming back. He wants to play with his brother. Where is he? It's not like he's good enough to play in the NBA. Dang. So, Man, bro. I'm mean, Brian. <laughs> I'm trying to ruin the man's dreams. Maybe Europe. If he, but I think, I mean, he gets to, he, this is a once in a lifetime other opportunity. Not only play with your dad, but play with your brother. And so he's, I'll be stunned if he doesn't come back. Yeah, but I was the same. I just like, I brought this up because like these last few days, I mean, I've just been seeing a lot of like, Memphis stuff on my timeline now from like uh, you know like national pundits now you know people put them in the brackets you know and hiding the brackets now you just uh, you know Memphis highlights you know what I'm saying so I just want to bring that up because I just feel like if he has a, a really good run bro like his name will come up for some like an NBA job bro it, it happens in, it happens in college football it happens in college basketball like the next star the next you know Rising star at a, at a smaller program, it's, you know, his name comes up. So, and he's a former player, you know, not just any former player, but one of the, was a one time a really good player at a high level. So, that's a chance his name will come up, man. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how everything's going to play out. Andy, got show with that? No. I was going to add, it doesn't make sense for him to leave for another college job when you have a chance to dominate the AAC and so that's why the only way I see him leaving is for an NBA job um, but yeah that's about it okay alright that's all we have for, for right now man just uh, follow us on Twitter Strike 7 Sports IG Strike 7 Sports YouTube Strike 7 Sports go to uh, Spotify Apple Anchor 
give us a follow, leave us a review. Um, we all try to figure out a way to upload this uh this uh Twitter space up into Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and there'll be our latest podcast episode. But check out StrikesEverSports.com for the latest content on the NFL and the NBA. Much more. And um, be safe. Peace.